I can see you, Mitch, with your 801 and your 8. Uh, shut up. You freaking Godzilla-hided asshole. Don't get me started. I'm already annoyed as fuck. I've already gotten my fill of you. You're going to get a, a easily get 10 minutes right off the bat. That'll be the first time anybody's gotten 10 minutes before the GD show actually starts. In fact, let's make that happen. Let's make that happen right now. Let's give him 10 minutes before you can even see my face. This is Bob from Grand Rapids, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a guy who will make you laugh and make you cry. Some days you'll want to hug him, and some days you'll want to punch him in the face. But most importantly, if you disagree with something he says, don't worry. He'll change his mind in a couple of days anyway. And now here he is, Eric Zane. With some serious energy and passion behind that one. Oh, welcome in. And uh, man, look at me. I'm all Detroit lined out. I didn't even, that's by kind of by accident. I guess maybe it was subliminally in my brain because Matt Stafford takes the Rams to fucking Super Bowl. Of course he does. Of course Matt Stafford takes the Rams to the Super Bowl because less than a year ago, he was on the Lions. Of course. (laughs) Ah! Hey, man. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Ah! Okay, more on that a little later on. I've got my coffee here. I just made it. Um, I just had an incident downstairs I got to tell you about. Hang on. Okay. First of all, um, thank you very, very much for being here on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. And, of course, on the audio podcast as well. You guys are awesome. Thank you. No matter how you get the show, I just uh, I just can't thank you enough. So okay, um, I I've kind of laid out the way things are supposed to go on the show today, but um, and you know as usual as I describe it, uh, daily show where I talk news, nonsense, and my personal adventures, and there, there's always some degree of just nonsense going on here at this residence that uh, makes. Well, you know, moments on the show. And uh, I tell you what, the uh, constant care, which I honestly do not mind caring for people at the household, you know, because the NFK is convalescing. Madison is sick, too, with uh, recovering from COVID. And I, you know, I actually uh, feel great about all of this, that uh, we have built this uh, infrastructure so that I'm at home. I can do this. And I. I, don't, I, uh, I I talked about this earlier. I think I would have been an excellent nurse. And, you know, and Diana says, you should do it. You should go and uh, spend a couple years and get educated and become a nurse. And I go, you know, that that is a pretty great thing. And then just uh, ride off into the sunset. My last uh, 
a decade and a half of work or so. And, uh, you know, uh, do that. And the only reason why I brought it up is because I, I like taking care of uh, the NFK. It, you know, it's, it's a very personal thing. And uh, I, I actually feel very bonded with him. Uh, more than I had in the past. I mean, I always loved Kevin, and but now I, it's I, I I really really exceptionally am, am pleased with how this has gone. I uh, uh, in all seriousness, I mean, I make jokes all the time and and bitch and, and say dumb things, but I I feel very close to him, and I I tell him that every day. It, it's when it's when it's night night time, I tell him I love him, and uh, and off he goes, and uh, and I enjoy it. I actually enjoy. Uh, Getting him his meds on time, and uh, you know all the uh, other things that go with it. But uh, it's not going to stop me from telling the uh, hilarious <laughs> moments and the uh, ridiculous moments that uh, that make the world tick. Because if I just sit around and didn't tell you the hilarious things about it, um, well, then that we would just be here wasting, spinning our wheels. But uh, as I've indicated, uh, he's starting to get back into form. He's starting to get his swagger and mojo back as he's recovering from this neck cervical spinal fusion surgery, which I have some information about that that I cannot wait to share with you. But uh, so, you know, the various signs that he's, uh, he's, he's getting back to the basics of life are starting to emerge. Uh, not the least of which is... Uh, this the smudges on the fridge and uh things like that but uh, i i saw in it an entire he must have had one tablespoon of mayonnaise on his thumb when he grabbed the pepper shaker the other day because i i couldn't believe how much dried mayonnaise was on the outside of that thing it was stunning so i'm like oh my god now I ch- again, I try not to bog him down with, you know, too many things to do and be aware of because honestly, um, his short term memory is kaput. And, you know, if I give him a million things that he has to watch out for, it's just going to stress him out and it's it's not the end of the world. But I do. There, there are a few things. That I try to uh, say, hey, you know, make sure you, whatever, clean up a mess in the toilet or something like that. Or, uh, but I don't know if it's, you know, short-term memory or just gets out of the habit or what. But uh, one of the big things that I've been bitching about since, well, he moved in a year and a half ago has been when he's preparing the Hot Pocket or the potato cakes that he microwaves. He just takes it and sets it down on the countertop. Like he takes it out of the microwave and sets it on the counter. Okay, and then he grabs the salt and the pepper and just salts it right there. And the salt, I mean, how can you do that? I mean, the salt is going to go everywhere on the counter, and it and it does. All right? And so then uh, the, that's right next to the range top of the stove. And, you know, it's a typical gas stove where it kind of uh, 
goes in an inch and a half and then the burners are down there. It's a big giant tray with walls that collects salt and pepper. This is compounded because he then prepares his beverages right there and then the beverages mix with the salt and then runs down that spot between the counter and the side of the stove and has actually caused rust. It My stove is rusting out like a Chevy pickup's wheel wheels. And I'm like, what? He, now, he's already destroyed the ice maker. He's already uh, destroyed the microwave. And now he's going to destroy destroy an oven, an appliance that he doesn't even use. Wow. Okay. So now I've... I finally, um, I finally got to a point where I said, okay, you see your hot pocket there with all this is like two days ago. See your hot pocket there with uh, all the salt on it. He goes, yeah. I go, when you are preparing that, you don't have to, cause he, he hates the idea of a plate because if I bring the plate over to where he eats it in that freaking chair that I'm going to have to deep clean. Uh, he doesn't like the plate because he, he, for some reason, thinks it's in the way. So he just takes the hot pocket, carries it, and sets it down on a TV tray next to him. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Hang on, I got to drink this coffee. This is a very long story. Pardon me. All right. So I go, yeah, this is what I'd like you to do. And I... um. I don't have a problem. I used to always like kind of be worried about like annoying the shit out of him, but I'm not anymore. Maybe because we're so close now because I've been scrubbing his asshole for the last two weeks. I go, buddy, grab a paper plate, put the hot pocket on the plate, heat it up, prepare it how you like it, but you have to have the plate there when you salt it. I don't care if you bring it in here and set it down on the TV tray with no plate. Leave the plate there, but it must be prepared on a plate. And he was, oh, my God. Yeah, okay, absolutely. He's very, very. And so uh, later on the next day, I see the plate, and he left it there. And I'll go, that's perfect. That is exactly what I want you to do. And I said, thank you very much for that. Okay, great. I go, so now I'm like, you know, I can see that there's salt and pepper on the plate. And I go, awesome. Perfect. You've done exactly what I want you to do, please. I hope it doesn't leave your brain. Just before this show started, five minutes before. Uh, he's down there and uh, he's making a couple of sandwiches. And again, he likes to make the sandwiches now, put them in a container, and then uh, put the container in the fridge. Whatever. He's got the bread, same thing, on the counter. Now, we have cutting boards. We have paper plates. We have a million and one things that normal people would use when preparing food. But he puts it right on the counter. Okay. And he loads up the sandwich. And sure enough, uh, he grabs the salt and pepper. And it's the same thing. And the salt's going everywhere. And I'm like, and I go, you see, now this is what I'm talking about. And I actually got a little annoyed. I go, I don't know how many times I got to tell you. If you're going to drop, and, and uh, if you're dropping the, how many times I got to tell you, you know, that's, that's annoyance. But I didn't feel a fucking least bit bad about it for a change. I usually feel bad right after. But I go, dude, put it on a plate. 
Because when you're putting the salt and pepper on it, it goes all over my countertop, and I'm sick of cleaning it. How many times do I have to tell you? Put the food on a plate when you're preparing it. Oh, oh. And I'm like, I, I, I didn't swear. I, my, that was the extent of my annoyance. And he was immediately like mortified. So you know you got him. Thank God he didn't bow up. Because then I would have had to really lose my mind. It's like, Jesus, dude. I've told you. Just fucking put it on a plate when you make the sandwich. What's the big deal? That way your shit, your salt and pepper goes everywhere. And it doesn't go all over the countertop. Then I don't have to clean it up. That's just common courtesy. So that was like one minute before I started the show. I come up with my coffee, annoyed. And then what do I see? The tarantula farmer busting my balls about being one minute late. Okay, so there you go. Hope you enjoyed your 10 minutes. Are you back? I think you are. Oh, my God. I think Nick changed his name to Zaniac Zoom. Welcome. Uh, uh, Sarah says, or salt and pepper it over the sink. Exactly. You know, these, there's a million and one things that should have been done. But, it, oh, God. And then uh, I'm getting ready to come up here. And I'm like, where's Daisy? Where's Daisy? Now, she's behind me right now. You can see that. I'm like, where is she? And then I hear a noise in the basement, the unfinished basement that I uh, will talk about later. And she's walking up the steps. I'm like, oh, no. And she's got cat litter on her face and i'm like oh fuck come on the fuck jesus jason schaefer says teach him a lesson and loosen the top of the salt shaker that is wonderful oh my god (laughs) oh all right it's kind of like on my brain right now. That's 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 what has annoyed me. The show originates in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, Monday through Friday at about this same time. If you want to email me at any time, Eric at EricZaneShow.com on the Shoreliners Striping inbox. Now, not to inundate you with stories of the NFK, but it's kind of pressing. First of all. Uh, an update, uh, doing doing very well. Recovery is going fine. Madison also recovering quite well from COVID. She's a very compliant patient. She's a good patient. She has basically stayed inside of her room since Tuesday of last week. She hasn't left. Uh, the only time she came in was uh, uh, to tell me that she uh, was actually dying and couldn't breathe and her uh, throat was closing. And uh, we all know that that's not true. Um uh, She's pretty much hung out in the room and that, and I've just been like kind of bringing her meals and she's like, I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm like, well, yeah, I know. And then she says, uh, you know, dad, the CDC now says that after five days of quarantine, I can leave the room with a mask on. And I said, okay, well, whatever. I'm, I'm not really worried about that. I've been very, uh, 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 vigilant in uh, paying attention to what you're touching, doorknobs and things, and I'm kind of cleaning up behind you and I'm keeping my hands washed. I go, just stay away from your uncle uh, for two reasons. A, uh, you don't want to be seeing the brown pants, which I'll get to in a second, and you don't want him to get sick because then who's going to sprinkle the fucking salt all over the countertop? Friday, we're getting ready to go to the doctor's. 
It's the uh, NFK's two-week checkup. Um, come to find out, he's only meeting with the uh, PA, physician's assistant, who, like a doctor, but not. Uh, definitely aloof like a stereotypical doctor, and I'll get to that. Uh, but not the doctor. A doctor who can prescribe medicine. Uh, well, assistant who can prescribe medicine. But as you know, uh, part of uh, the deal is uh, getting him in the shower. And, and, you know, frankly, he hasn't been this clean in a long, long time, the NFK. And, uh, but the things I see that shock me, and uh, this isn't even on his uh, naked body. It's, it's, um, it's always something having to do with shit. Um, and, okay, so he's walking up the steps to the shower. It's the only walk-in shower that we have in, is in, our, is in my bedroom, uh, off, the, uh, off our room. And so I have to walk behind him in case he loses his balance. And he's making his way up the stairs. And, and then I'm like, what? What am I seeing? And the symmetrical streak of brown on the outside of his sweatpants was just fascinating to me. So many questions. How long has the feces been on the outside of the sweatpants? How is it have such a clean line like you used some of that fucking blue tape when you're painting. Uh, how did that much material that's either supposed to be in your asshole or in the toilet wind up on the outside of your pants? What do the inside of the pants look like? How much time has passed since the Material went from your body to your pants. Where did this happen? And so I'm behind him and I'm one foot away from this dr brown streak. It looked, you know, like Pepe Le Pew, the white stripe. It's that, but brown right where his ass crack would be. Probably yay big three inches across and travels down about eight inches, prominently displayed. And I'm like, this poor church is going to have to burn this chair. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, how the fuck is this happening? And then I'm like, do I say something? What is, oh, my God. So, you know, I usually just wall off these moments and just, it's like, and don't deal with it. Get him in the shower. And right away, I thought of you guys. I had finished up the podcasting day, you know, and uh, it's it's time to kind of like put podcasting in the rearview mirror for 36 hours, 48 hours or, or whatnot. And, and all I can think of when I'm looking at this ridiculous uh, uh, brown racing stripe is, is you guys. I'm like, it's like I, I need to be on the podcast uh, right now. Wingsguy71 says you should have taken a picture and shown him. Yeah, that, that probably, he would be shocked. 
Nick says, these are all questions you never thought you'd have to answer about a grown man. Oh, my God. All right, so then I'm like, now what? Okay, I have this pile of really, really dirty clothes in my bathroom. So I, I, I've, I've got gloves. I know I actually have these, uh, uh, you know, hospital gloves that I wear when this is all going on. I scoop up the clothes. Like I should have just thrown them away, but I, I, uh, I, I washed them. I put them in the washer. I'm like, oh my god! Now the inside of my washer's got all this shit on it. My god. <sighs> Terry says, uh, "Quote: This shit stain reminds me of my fan base." No, it wasn't quite like that, Terry. Good to see you yesterday. You and Beth yesterday, but no, it wasn't. Shit doesn't remind me of you guys, you asshole. It's like I couldn't wait to tell you. That's what I was getting at. Okay, the shower, um, it all goes down, teeth brushed, which I, I need to have a conversation about the teeth. And I think, uh, I'm like, look, dude, I can't be the one always blush, uh, brushing your teeth. Okay, this is not okay to brush your teeth as little as you do. Because once you lose those, you are opening the... What is it about your overall health that you you have to have someone help you get healthy? I mean, the most basic of things. Um, I mean, he shaves, but he doesn't brush his teeth. So that, that has to happen. I think having this much uh, involvement in his well-being right now, is opening the door to these conversations. It's making um, what, when you are that interpersonal with someone like this, as I am to the NFK, um, that breaks down the barriers to want to have these conversations because uh, prior to two weeks ago, I didn't like the idea of even bringing it up and having that awkward conversation. But I've scrubbed his dick and I've scrubbed his asshole. So that has made this not an issue so um it all boils down to you are a 60 year old man in the body of a 85 year old man you have managed to um through basic neglect make yourself into an old man and what i mean by that is not so much about forgetting or not brushing teeth or washing hands and shit like that it's the ignoring of the symptoms that put him in the state that he's in right now. Because all kidding aside, we go to the doctor. And um, I learned at this doctor's appointment the ridiculously serious problems that were going on and how off the rails involved this surgery on his neck went. Okay. Um, for starters, his spinal cord is damaged. That's why he can't feel his arms don't work like yours and mine. His hands don't work like yours and mine. His legs don't work like yours and mine. He walks like a, a, a Frankenstein penguin. It's because he was slowly um, losing those functions over time. And eventually he would be in a wheelchair. He was, you know how like when you get into a car accident and, uh, well, you don't. But if someone got into a car accident and their spinal cord is severely damaged or severed, 
that was happening to him, but gradually through the squeezing of it by those, um, by his, by his spine, for whatever reason, it was degenerating to a point where it was, it was, uh, tightening on it harder and harder and harder. And over months, years, decades, you lose function. So that is what was happening. Now, had Diana's other brother, David, not passed, this would not have been dealt with. It wasn't until he moved in with us that we said, okay, uh, let's get you up to speed on, on your doctor here. And so we, we started going down this process of, uh, first of all, just getting him a general practitioner. Second of all, what's going on here? Why are you like this? And he, and he, uh, he was like, Oh yeah, it's, um, what is the term? Um, neuropathy. He said, Oh yeah, it's neuropathy, neuropathy. That's, that's what, uh, that's what, uh, that's what a doctor told me, but that's not true at all. That's is, that is, this is not neuropathy. This is a spinal injury. And so had he still been living with his brother, David, these two don't exactly, I mean, they, they would live together, but there's uh, nothing involved in his care like his sister does, who's very aggressive. She's like, okay, well, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. And, and then I'm kind of like her, her right-hand man in, uh, in executing these plans. I just basically take the orders from her to take care of him. All right, sounds good. I don't care. Um, so this would not have happened had the brother not died. He would just be slowly becoming paralyzed. That is a fact. And this became evident in this doctor's appointment on Friday. So the PA sits down and, um, first of all, he annoyed the shit out of me, this guy, because he was dismissive about the snafu that took place where one week ago I went downstairs and he, he, Kevin's crying because he has no medicine in him for the pain. And I was like, Hey, what happened here, man? Um, I mean, it's said to stop taking the, the narcotic after five days. And I've noticed this in the medical community. You know, all I want is him to say, oh, my God, yeah, that's wrong. And he's like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's like, not even, he seemed like he didn't even care. I was like, well, dude, no. I mean, you told us to stop taking the, the narcotics after five days, and that's wrong, right? Uh, and he's like, just blowing it off. I'm like, fuck. Unbelievable. But, okay, we got past that. Um. Kevin is describing the pain in the arm. For some reason, his arm is, is hurting him. Now, it's so fucking awkward every time because he can't just say my arm hurts. He's got to get like, you know, waving his arm and getting pissed off. And, and I'm like, can you just talk like normal people talk? So uh, this guy is kind of not batting an eye. He's seen it all. He's done it all. And I think people realize that uh, Kevin's elevator doesn't go all the way to the top because I'm always there and they see his over the top inappropriate gestures and uh, histrionics and movements while he's describing something and then they, they kind of understand and then I'm kind of like helping him through the story like okay alright we get that you know and let's keep it moving so they, they kind of understand um, he subscribes, he subscribes, he prescribes, uh, a steroid and that seems to be working on the arm. So, all right, great. But then I learned this, this surgery, it was originally described to me as 
you have like these four vertebrae in your neck and they are um, uh, compromised and causing this squeeze on the spinal cord. But when they actually got in there and saw what was up, it was much more involved than that. It was actually damaged. It has damaged the spinal cord. And he may or may not get that function back. But when they got in there, originally what they were going to do was uh, kind of like um, uh, cut one side of each of these individual cervical spine vertebrae, like all the way through. And then on the other side of the vertebrae, they were going to uh, score it and then open them a little, just kind of like crack them open a little bit to increase the distance between the inside of those bones and the spine itself. And then plate it all up, put them back together. But that is not what they did. Um, in fact, I got to show you this visual aid. No, I'm not going to waste my time. It'll get me off track. If you can just picture the spine, what they actually did, though, was they, they, um, they cut all of those vertebrae the, uh, and lifted off one half of those bones. Just lifted them off. Okay, and they set them down, and then you can see the whole exposed spinal cord because these bones, um, they had to audible because they are, there's no, there's nothing to work with. It's all damaged material, and uh, it's, it's kind of like uh, uh, another reference to the Silverado, my dad's truck. You, you've got too much rust. You got to cut the whole thing out and then kind of rebuild it. So what they're doing is like a Bondo job here. So they have fully exposed spinal cord. They put in rods and put it all back together. And then they take those uh, vertebrae and they grind them up. The, the part that they took off, grind it up and make like Bondo out of it. They actually make, they take that material because that material is going to uh, regenerate, not in the form that it was when it was actually part of his anatomy, but those all those cells of bone tissue are going to help in scarring over to protect that spinal cord, okay? So this is fantastic what they did. All of that bone material gets ground up. They make uh, spine bondo, put it over the work that they did on the outside of those um, uh, uh, rods that they put into his neck. And this will uh, cause growth and scarring. And then that's that's what it is. Now, um, the way your spinal cord is, is each one of those individual vertebrae allows your neck to move up, down, side, you know, and then crack your neck like I do. His won't do that now. He has lost a great deal of function forward and backward. Side to side is good. Uh, like if he's like if I say, "Hey, uh, stop using the salt shaker on the counter," he will shake his head no. Or, "Hey, appropriately learn to wipe your ass," and he will shake his head no. Uh, but nodding when I say, "Hey, are you wiping your asshole appropriately?" he will not be able to nod, and that's okay because he doesn't anyway. So um, the the function is greatly reduced by at least half now. But that I didn't realize. I go, oh my god, I didn't had no idea. And he goes, yeah. I go, well, you, I'm thinking to myself, well, why didn't anybody explain that to us? I mean, we, that that would have been at least interesting to know that you had done that. But in their defense, uh, when he got out of surgery, the, uh, Diana was there, and she admits she's not. She's always panicky and doesn't listen well. And but I was fascinated by that. They actually took the guy's bones apart, ground them up. 
and then used it as as spine spackle. Fantastic. There, there's a term for it or something like that. But uh, So there you go. Um, Zildjian says, I bet that's not fun for the surgeons. Complete change of plans once they got in there that morning. I think that they that they kind of count on that and are and are ready to go. Um, Schaefer says, all joking aside, that's an amazing uh, procedure. But uh, doctor says it's a necheotomy. Uh, time to give us a good old neck crack with echo. Just saying. Oh, really? Okay. Hold on a second here. This has to be done well. This is what the NFK will not be able to do, hopefully. I think I've already cracked it today, though. Hang on. Oh, not bad. Not bad. I don't think the other side's going to. No, doesn't feel like there's any juice in there. <sighs> Kyler's, Kyler's going to get pissed off with that. He doesn't like that shit because he works for chiropractors. He's an assistant to the chiropractor. Ah, Kate says, oh, fuck. That is so GD nasty. Hmm. All right. So that's uh, that's what happened there. That's what the procedure was. All right, so I covered that. Uh, tail of the brown pants. Uh, the doc's medicine dismissiveness. Um, Kevin being way active in his descriptions of an issue. Specifics of the surgery. Oh, okay. And then there's this. Then there's this. Um, his beard had like grown in like quite a bit. And uh, he grows an excellent beard. And uh, before we go to the docks, he wanders over into uh, the bathroom and he goes, I'm going to shave. And I'm like, oh, no. Now, he's got so, his beard is so thick that using a razor, just a handheld razor is a bad idea. You know, shaving cream and razor. I'm like, I, you should have your face trimmed beforehand because there's so much fur on his face. This is going to take forever. And so... I hear, Eric, I can't get in the damn underside of my neck because I can't. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's because you can't put your head back anymore. And I, I go in there and um, there's so much blood. And he has missed 90% of his face. And he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm all done on my face, but I can't get the underside of my, of my chin. I can't get the damn underside of my chin with the damn razor and damn shave cream and i'm like well you know you're not done um you're, you're bleeding everywhere and i go okay let's start over so I, I wipe his face off redo it and i start now there's so much fur under here it's like you can barely get through i'm like we're a millimeter at a time of cutting down this forest took forever uh finally got him done wiped his face off and then uh, I'm, we're back in the kitchen and putting the brace, the neck brace back on. And I see on his hand, he's got 
like a whole can of Barbasol on his hand, and he doesn't realize it. This is this is why everything that he touches has shit on it. So you could put Barbasol shave cream, uh, hot pocket juice, or feces. It's going to then wind up on my cupboards or on his clothes. And then just like a kid, I go, oh, Kevy, we got to get that. And he immediately moves the hand to his sleeve. He's going to wipe all of what is on the back of his hand. And he's making the move. And he's going for it. And I go, like like a like a dad with uh, getting his little kid dressed. I go, ah, 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 ah. He's like, what? I go, let's go rinse it off. Oh. I was like, come on, man. The clothes are not napkins. Clothes are not towels. Motherfucker. Wash his hand off. Dry it. That's it. Done. Holy shit. All right. I want you to follow the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and DV. Follow me on Twitter at Eric Zane Show. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube, the almighty YouTube. Brought to you by My Policy Shop Insurance, Frank the Tank Fuss. Follow me on YouTube, search Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel, bell notification. Thank you very much. Excuse me. Queen of the forest, jet setting. Uh, as uh, as as we as I hold down the fort, I tell you what. Um, really, really full bank of Pooh Bear points right now for you know. While she is off in Los Angeles with Jacqueline to see Ellen. Uh, yeah, all right. See you later. I'm gonna go to California. Why don't you just stay home and take care of my brother and work on my basement? I don't mind. I've, I've, I just got done talking for half an hour. How I don't mind. I don't. But she is still off jet setting in L.A. Uh, with her pals and my daughter. Uh, missing work while your old pal Eric Zane toils away. And I, you know what that, again, I don't mind. But what it does, it allows an overabundance of Pooh Bear points. I, I mean, seriously, if I do anything to piss her off and she threatens the loss of Pooh Bear points, I'll be like, you know, I don't think, I think I've got like an overflowing bucket of Pooh Bear points and so many that it's going to take some real fuck ups before even any of those Pooh Bear points leave your love bucket. So this is all good. This is all great. Um. All right. So she will... uh she will be seeing Ellen uh, today, in fact. All right. So I'm sure that'll be fun. She's excited. All right. Did I work on the basement? I have all this time. Now, upon completing the Friday uh, um, events of going to the doctor and stuff like that, um, yes, I did work on the basement. 
but you can tell I didn't work that much because of the look on my face and the tone of my voice. Ultimately, when faced with the idea of working on the basement, I didn't do anything Friday night. Uh, and then I, well, I laid in bed and watched a World War II documentary. And then uh, I woke up Saturday and I said, well, I'm not going to get after it right away for a change. I just want to get up whenever the hell I want to get up and then have coffee and look at my phone. That's all I want to do. I want to sleep in till after eight. Did I? No, because Kevin wakes up at 630 and he's if he's walking through the house. Um, honestly, if a person who doesn't stomp their feet when they walk um, went through with a big giant fucking bass drum like Mickey Mouse Club marching band, boom, 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 boom. That would be less noisy than his feet smashing. So that's what wakes me up. And I'm like, motherfucker. First chance to sleep in in a long time. All I want, I've been busting my ass all week, uh, washing your asshole. The least you could do is not stop your GD feet. Uh, All right, so he, he wakes me up. Fuck it, I'm getting up. Take care of the dogs. Let them out. It's time to fucking drink some coffee and uh, read the uh, read my phone. And then as soon as I sit down, it dawns on me. It's like, fuck, I have not even cracked that CDL exam book. Because I, I, I really need to uh, take and pass the CDL exam. Because if I don't have it done by February 7th, I will not be able to get it done. Because the state of Michigan is changing the law so that you have to go to an accredited school and it costs you about $3,000. The idea of just reading the book, taking the test, passing it is going to be gone in seven days. So, and I've been putting this fucking test off. So I sat down and then as soon as I start looking at my phone, I realized I have not looked at that book and I started to immediately feel guilty. So that was, that sucked. I said, all right, fuck it. I'm not even going to look at it. No way. Saturday comes after that, and I then I watched my documentary till it was done. And then finally, I went downstairs for about one hour. One hour of sanding. And Diana said, she's sending me texts. She was at the Malibu Pier eating at a restaurant, and she FaceTimed. First she texted, then she FaceTimes me. I pick it up and I can see the uh, brilliant blue sky and it's sunny as hell. She has sunglasses on and she's got like a drink in her hand. And she says, are you working on the basement? And I'm like, motherfucker. And I go, yeah, yep. And she goes, okay. And that, that was it. You know, she just like hangs up. Fucking A. So, uh, all right. Then I realized Ozark had launched. So I said, that's enough of that. It's time to go watch Ozark. So I got about an hour in. Not nearly enough. And I was gung-ho. I actually wanted to do that. But then I got into my own head. No, I didn't do shit. Sunday rolls around. Something great happened. And it's not go in the basement and work on the fucking sanding. I opened the CDL exam book. Now, 
we're talking about 80 to 90 pages. And at the end of each section, there's a test, a practice test. I sat down and I haven't studied for anything. Well, since college and I, it like came right back to me. I was reading this shit and I'm like, what it's, I don't know if it's the medicine or what, but typically when I, cause I haven't read like anything like a book or studied in, in that long. So I remember when I was in school, I was always the guy who would read the sentence and keep reading the same sentence over again. And then I get distracted. And then I look at the same sentence. It would take me forever to read the, the shortest of things. And I don't know if that has to do with uh, the ADHD or what, but I'm not taking any medicine to help with the ADHD. But for some reason, I was able to pull this off and I read the shit out of that thing. And it was all boring shit about like air brakes and, and, uh, and, and uh, 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 various weight distributions on a semi truck. And I don't even have to fucking know this stuff because I'm a limo driver. But to take to pass a test, it's still on there. Uh, everybody has to do it. It's part of the curriculum. So I'm, I'm figuring out how to, how to uh, properly load a uh, flatbed semi trailer, how many straps you have to put down, uh, all this, all this material that is shit that I don't care about. But I got it down and I took all the fucking practice tests. I could answer all this shit. And so, um, yeah, I got it. I, I read the whole fucking book and I was like, oh my God, it took me about three, three and a half hours. This is before paintball. And I was like, son of a bitch, I've done it. So the test is going down at two today and I'm not putting it off because I cannot be any more prepared than I am right now. Um, we shall see. I feel pretty good though about this. So I got it all in my brain. Test today. All right. And that was the weekend that was in addition to football, which I'll get to that in a second. So, all right. Hope you had a good one too. I am excited about this week as well, because it is another week of Patreon and can I just say, first of all, apologies that I got the audio of the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast up later than normal. I got it up late in the day Friday. That's what I did Friday. I posted podcasting shit. It just hit me. I hadn't posted the uh, Patreon for the Lost Sane recordings, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, or the free views, which I put, make available on the free podcast for those two shows. Plus, I had to publish the Insane Asylum. So I had a lot to do after the uh, NFK's doctor's appointment. But... The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Holy shit. Did we touch a lot of, a lot of ground. And uh, also with the revelation about the big taste test was quite a moment on the Patreon podcast. And you had to see it because, hang on, I got a piece of sleep in my eye. It's really bugging the shit out of me. You ever get like a, an eye booger that's actually glued to the side of your head so that when you're scraping it off, it hurts. Shit. No fun. Uh, the look on Pellerito's face when we were discussing that moment um, was incredible. Everybody, Everybody was floored with the revelation. You must hear this or see it on the Patreon. 
P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And, you know, it took Sarah Rook Rogrush three years to finally sign up for the Patreon, and she didn't, she wasn't realizing what it was. Okay. So let me make this perfectly clear for those of you who are not aware. I, I do a free podcast every day. Uh, part of the free podcast is a moment like this where I'm telling you about the Patreon. The Patreon is an extension of this. It's another podcast, but no ads because it's powered by your dollars and cents. Thank you. And um, it's set up with several different elements of content each and every week. Every day you have the bonus podcast. That's an extension of this one. You have smarter than a former drug dealer trivia, that game I play with Dale, taking on you, the audience members, for cash. The archived Lost Zane recordings, where I bring the old radio shows from BBL back to life. Full shows. My two-hour music-driven radio show on Northern Michigan's Q100, where you help me pick the music. I publish that before it even airs and without commercial interruption. And the unique content, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, which happens usually Thursday or Friday every week. That's 15 plus hours of content behind the Patreon paywall. Sign up for just one month to try it. Okay, that's not that's not a big commitment on your part, but that's the easiest way to find out if this is for you. Throw five or ten bucks at me and then get into it. Uh, I Get into what I publish. Check it out. If you're like, yeah, I, I think this is something that I like, then you can either let it ride each month or convert it to a yearly and save 10%. All right. Cancelable anytime. And, you know, sometimes, like I saw a lot of people on the Freebird Hot Wings uh, subreddit complaining that if you cancel the VIP or whatever the fuck they call it, they, they cut you off right there. So if you sign up at the beginning of the month for their, uh, their shit and then you cancel it, you don't get the rest of the month. They just take your fucking money. What the fuck? That's like, it should be illegal. Well, then you should have to prorate and refund the money. That's not, that's bullshit. Uh, not, not on ours. Um, if you sign up for a month, and you give me your money, and then you cancel on February 1st or February 2nd. You get the rest of the month. And then it just doesn't auto-renew. We've got our shit together over here, is what I'm telling you. All right. The Open is brought to you by TC Paintball. More on that amazingness coming up. But I want you to schedule a party for your workplace team, for your friends and family, for the kids in the neighborhood. The Little League happens on Wednesdays for all the little little tykes who don't want to wince and feel the pain because uh, it does sting a little bit. I'm not going to lie. You can ask the tarantula farmer's wife about that. No, I'm sorry. You can ask Terry Emo's wife about that. Um, but uh, nevertheless, TC Paintball, online at tcpaintballgr.com. When you go in there, it's like turnkey. You, you pay one fee, and if you've never done it before, you get a gun, a high-end rental gun. You get all the paint you need, and then you get the mask for one cost plus the field time. Book an event. 
tcpaintballgr.com. If you're planning on going Saturday, you got to make a reservation. You can drop in other times during the week, but Saturday for sure, they'll turn you away. So call ahead, TC Paintball in Grand Rapids. Bennett Flooring Installation. Online at bennettflooringinstallation.com. If you're in West Michigan and you want the flooring installed perfectly, reach out to Bennett Flooring, 616-318-0167. 616-318-0167 for Bennett Flooring Installation. Full House Comedy uh, wants you to check them out for any one of their comedy shows that are coming to the area. All under one umbrella, fullhousecomedy.com. Several venues. This week... Uh, Jimmy Kimmel's more successful sister, Jill, will be uh, in town. She will be at Back Alley Comedy Club on Thursday in Muskegon, Michigan for an 8 p.m. show. Friday, the Grand Rapids Comedy Club, part of Creston Brewery. And uh, all right. So that is uh, that is what's going on. Um Glad that she is in town. Also in town, Jeff Dye at the Park Theater. Also Jeff Dye at Billy's Lounge and Back Alley Comedy Club. So uh, uh, lots going on. Fullhousecomedy.com if you want to check out a show. All right. Um, Thank you to Gabe the Honduran because he himself was able to get 22 people to join us at the paintball event at TC Paintball. Now, that was more than I was able to get, okay? He has lots of friends. My God, it was spectacular. We had 39 total players counting me which shatters our previous record. I, I think we might have hit maybe in the low 30s once, but this was spectacular. So that was so cool. And, uh, man, we, we divided up the teams. And, uh, man, it was, it was great. We had uh, a, a good old time. I, uh, I was not feeling it. I played like shit. There was one time when I realized the team that we were taking on was super aggressive, and my teammates were dropping like flies. And I saw all these stormtroopers uh, uh, bearing down just as uh, I realized I was the sole survivor. I was the, uh, what's that guy's name? Marcus, what's his face? Marcus Luttrell, the guy in that movie, uh, uh, Lone Survivor. I was him. Is that what, am I getting that right? Is that a good pull by me? Lone Survivor? And then is his name Marcus Luttrell? I can't remember. Somebody help me out. Marcus yeah, no. Yeah, that's him. I think that's him. Yes, retired United States Navy SEAL. Received the Navy Cross for his actions in 2005, facing Taliban fighters during Operation Red Wing. And, uh, yeah, they made a movie about it starring fucking uh, Wahlberger guy. Anyway, that was me. But... Unlike Marcus Luttrell, um, I did not fight. Uh, I raised my hand like, hey, I'm out. Don't shoot me anymore and walked off the field and, and Rick saw it. He goes, all right, Zane's oh, Zane just gave up. I don't even think anybody shot him. You are correct. 
Uh, on my team was Terry's better half, Beth, who got right after it. And um, one of, uh, I think one of our teammates shot her. Yeah, she was walking off the field because she got shot and had her hand up. And Kevin Kuyper saw her and uh, lit her up. And that's and she's on our team. And it's like, Kevin, you dumb fuck. And the one spot on her body that wasn't covered was her neck. And she took one right below the ear. And man, it looked like the uh, just a gnarly ass hickey on her neck. It was incredible. My God. Uh, but it was a it was a hell of a time over there. Thank you so much to Rick from TC Paintball for hosting. We had a good group. Um, the suggestion that Kevin was probably still drunk from the Zoom on Saturday. I guess there was a Zaniac Zoom, and uh, he um, he uh, was uh, bonging beers. I guess I don't think it was to the level that it was in the past. But uh, then there was the idea of Jamingo showed up along with Boomer Bob. There, I did hear from some of the folks who were on that Zoom that they started to zone out when those two dick faces decided to start talking politics. What the fuck are you guys doing? That is not the time to talk politics. First of all, if you're going to talk politics, it must be entertaining. You don't possess that ability. So quit it. If you're going to just sit there and complain like the assholes that you are, everybody else is going to be like, ah, fuck, this sucks. Ugh. Don't do that. Politics? Do that on your stupid show. Don't pollute the Zoom with your politics talk. Nick says, to be fair, it was Megan who brought it up. Wow. I, now that I don't believe. Come on now. That can't be true. Megan brought up politics. Uh, Rowdy Ron, Reverend Rowdy Ron is in attendance. Are you going to do a uh, live stream? Are you uh, Are you on Twitch after this? If you are, I can uh, I can send everybody over. CMG under what is it again? Madden Player for Life. Madden P L Y R. The number four. Life. I can't remember it. I have to write it down. Okay. So that was last night. It was great, though. Good time. Really, really great time. Okay, let's get into this. Um, in the order that they, uh, well, in the, in the game that finished most recently, the fact that the Rams are in the Super Bowl. Wow. Um, there's a couple of things that, as a Lion fan, you kind of like, of this all kind of plays into the mindset of a lion fan. Two things. First of all, the fact that two years ago, Cincinnati won two games. All right. They won two games, lost 14 drafted Joe Burrow. He was doing fine. Getting started as a rookie quarterback last year. 
He was badly injured. His knee was destroyed. They repaired it, and he's performed flawlessly. And now the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Now, how that, what that means to me as a Lion fan is we always ask the question, well, why can't we do that? Because we're always finishing years at two wins, three wins, four wins. When do we, as a franchise, have a year where we're a little better and then the next year go to the Super Bowl? Okay? That never happens. It's just every year. We're shitty. We're shitty. We're shitty. Um, Truth be told, I think it was 2014 we were in the playoffs and we lost. Um. And then the idea of Matt Stafford, who less than one year ago was on the Lions. And now he's in the fucking Super Bowl. Holy shit. The Rams are like, so basically last year, the football season ended. Jared Goff was on the Cincinnati Ram, or on the uh, uh, LA Rams. And, um, and they're like, okay, um, we're a playoff team, but we're not a Super Bowl team. This quarterback is all right. But at the end of the day, he is not going to lead anybody to the Super Bowl. So let's go get a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. The fact that they seek out the Detroit Lions and say, we feel that you have a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. And the Lions said, we don't agree with that. We think he sucks ass. All right. You can have him. We'll take your quarterback, Bill Simonson thinks he's great, and then we'll take a bunch of your draft picks. And the Rams are like, you can have those draft picks. Uh, We think in order to win, we have to have this Super Bowl quarterback. The fact that you would part with him is ridiculous, but they did. Um, Now, truth be told, do I think that the Lions would have won anything with Matthew Stafford as their quarterback? No, I don't. It would have been just like Calvin Johnson. He would have retired bitterly and he would have had no playoff wins and he would have just faded off into obscurity. Okay. Uh, and that's the way it is. You know, um, the fact that uh, Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders have not faded off into obscure, uh, obscurity is a testament to their own abilities. The best at their positions. Okay. Hall of Fame. And dis- they are, they will always be known as the greatest of their positions to a lot of people, despite the fact that every year they suck tons of shit played for losers. That would have been the case with Matthew Stafford, but as it is, he's in the fucking Super Bowl. And if you are a Lions fan, of course it works out like that. Of course. And that is why this is so great. Because, of course, there's one sports talk radio host who swore that Jared Goff would win more games with the Lions than Matt Stafford would with the Rams. And, of course, he's the only one. Bill Simonson. I doubt he's even going to pick this up. 
Oh, it just goes right to fucking shit. It hangs up on me. Come on. <laughs> he knows it's coming. He knows it's coming. Oh, he's so dead. Uh, I, I, I actually called for his resignation today. He has been anti Matt Stafford for the longest time. On February 1st, 2021, nearly one year ago, after the Lions traded Matt Stafford to the Rams, uh, Bill Simonson tweeted, only reason why the trade happened is the Rams think they are a quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. I think their issues go deeper than that. Great thing about this trade is the value of Stafford as a Ram and Goff as a Lion will be judged by their play in new cities, not on Twitter. Well, yeah, correct. And uh, now looking back, I would say that judging the play of Matt Stafford, you know, how his team's in the fucking Super Bowl and the Lions have the second uh, uh, pick in the NFL draft, I would say you are correct. But everyone who said that it would work out this way is saying, see, we told you so. I tweeted a picture of Bill. Lest we forget at huge show said the Lions would win more games with Goff than the Rams would with Stafford. This couldn't be more perfect. The fact that they're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, breaking news. Audience members demand at huge show resign after Stafford leads Rams to Super Bowl. So he is no doubt fuming over this. Oh, my God. Spectacular. Uh, I wanted, um, let's see. I, I did not want the Rams to win that game. I wanted San Francisco to win. Um, but I'm, I'm okay with Stafford going or winning. Uh, I, now, I seriously did not want Kansas City to win. If Kansas City did win that game, I actually would have been upset. Okay? Um, they annoy the fuck out of me, and it all centers around uh, Mahomes' stupid girlfriend, Mahomes' stupid mom, and Mahomes' stupid brother. Uh, the three horsemen of annoying. Um, that's why I cannot stand the Kansas City Chiefs. And they win too fucking much. And I'm sick of winning franchises Keep uh, that, uh, that fucking keep winning. I'm just sick of that shit. I want to see teams that were losers uh, be, in the, be into the playoffs and be into the Super Bowl. That's why I love Cincinnati so much, you know? Absolutely awesome. Uh, but San Francisco cannot pull it off. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who might be the most handsome quarterback that's ever played, uh, couldn't do shit in the fourth quarter. Stafford down 10 points in the fourth quarter, leads the Rams back, and then the Rams defense does the trick against Garoppolo. Those last two drives, they, they, were, they went backwards. Oh, my God. It's like Aaron Donald was like, fuck that. You see that? That big giant man, Aaron Donald, he like gathers up all of his defensive players and some of which are like bigger than him. 
and uh, he's like, he's screaming at him, and he's saying, you can't tell what he's saying, but you know, it's like, you motherfuckers, I swear to God, if we lose to these sons of bitches, uh, get, get out there and cause injury. That's what you're going to do right now. And they're all like, yeah, let's go kick some ass. It was incredible. So that was it. San Francisco had no shot late in that game. You, I mean, it was a close game, but you knew there was no way in hell they were going to be denied. No way in hell. All right. So now the Super Bowl is played in Los Angeles. Another Super Bowl where the home team is playing in their home stadium or the, where the Rams are playing in the uh, in their home stadium. Last year, the Buccaneers did the same damn thing. Um, but back to Cincinnati winning that game. Um, the fact that it was 21 to 3. 21 to 3 and all the annoying fucking uh, Chiefs fans are doing their uh, tomahawk chop and every seat is full a sea of red so loud they couldn't hear shit despite that baby-faced Joe Burrow leads them back on a massive comeback okay so it's 21-3 and then the Bengals get one back and a crazy screen pass uh, for a touchdown. All of a sudden, it's 21-10. So, you know, whatever. But then Mahomes leads them all the way back, and then they fuck it up. They fucked it up, uh, and uh, they had no more timeouts. And then late, the last play of the first half, they fucked it up and threw that little outlet uh, check down pass to that guy, uh, Tariq Hill, who likes breaking his son's arm, wife, uh, wife abuser, and they stopped his ass. And uh, that was it, you know? And so it could have very easily have been 28 to 10. Big turning point in the game because at that point, the game was over, you know? Uh, Kansas City didn't do shit after that. The Bengals keep roaring back. They tie it and then uh, actually take the lead. Somehow, Mahomes manages to get them in field goal distance for a uh, last-second field goal, of course. They tie the fucking game. And then you're thinking, oh, shit, here we go, you know? And, of course, KC wins the fucking toss. But this is, like, why they uh, why they have that rule. You know, they always said, people said last week, well, the offense should have a chance to, uh, should uh, have a chance to get the ball back. But, you know, opponents of that decision are, of that rule are like, well, or people who support that rule are like, well, you know, that also opens it up for the defense. Make a fucking play. And they did because Mahomes aired it out. And uh, somehow the ball got tipped and some dude for the Bengals catches it. Interception. Fuck yes. Holy shit. This is going to happen. This is actually going to happen. I don't know how the Bengals were able to do so well with that intense crowd noise. I mean, oh, they were flawless. Absolutely flawless in a game where in the previous week, their offensive line could not protect Burrow and they still won. They, they did what they had to do, and guy, he got them within field goal range. Boom. Uh, Evan McPherson, rookie uh, uh, kicker, uh, uh, nails it, and then that's the game. Son of a bitch. This guy, McPherson, has ice in his veins, this kicker, because last week when the Bengals won that game, the story came out that um, – it was time for the kicker to go on the field to kick that winning kick for the Bengals. And he walked up to Burrow before the kick and said, Hey, this is a, he's like, you know, really young kickers, a rookie. He says to Burrow, he goes, how does it feel? 
to be going to the AFC Championship game before he kicked the fucking kick. Holy shit. I mean, that is some extreme confidence right there. And this dude struts on the field and nails the kick to win it, to send these fuckers to the Super Bowl. This is the uh, Bengals radio call. Be able to check this out from the home team. I think I'm ready to go. Here you uh, all right. Come on, load up, do it. Football participants, and McPherson could send him to the Super Bowl. Four years ago, he was a senior in high school in tiny Fort Payne, Alabama. Now the Bengals Super Bowl chances rest on his right foot. The kick is up. <laughs> Good! Coffin nails! Bam! 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 That is unbelievable. Leavable. The Cincinnati Bengals come from behind on the road. Unbelievable, Dan. It is no fluke. <laughs> it is a fact. The Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Super Bowl 56. <laughs> yes. That makes me so happy. I <laughs> when a team uh, who two years ago was that shitty. To pull that off with that young of a quarterback in a hostile environment. Oh, that is amazing. So we have two weeks and uh, then then the big game. Uh, this uh, that, uh, that was an awesome uh, playoff. The first week was a little wonky, but uh, the, the last two weeks have just been awesome. Really, really great. Uh, I got a pal of mine who works for the for the Griffins, who's a huge Cincinnati Bengals fan, has been since he was a little boy. He lived in Cincinnati. Now he does obviously lives in Grand Rapids now, but just oh God. Absolutely awesome. And I'm just happy that Mahomes and the Chiefs. I, I actually like Mahomes, but I cannot support someone who his inner circle are such annoying fucking assholes. I just I just can't do it. You know? All right. Radio voice Linda says, I don't like Joe Burrow. He beat my Nick at LSU. Oh, God. That just sounds, you sound like a creepy stalker. He beat my Nick. <laughs> the hell is that? <laughs> I mean, we're going to hear about you on the news, you know? Out in front of his house or something like that. All right. Unreal victory. Okay. Thanks again to Johnson Carpet One for being on board with the show. I mentioned earlier Bennett Flooring Installation uh, to install it, but the carpeting or flooring or whatever it is that you're purchasing, I want you to get it from Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet. Now, be very clear here. First of all, you shouldn't be skipping ahead on the ads. Don't you dare jump ahead. Not you folks on Twitch. I'm talking about people listening to the audio podcast. It's very important, okay? Because, you, first of all, you never know when I'm going to lose my mind and say something stupid. That might be funny. But I want you to keep listening to the sponsors because when the messages meet your need, it's then in your brain. And I want you to support the sponsors. So it's super important that you listen to these, these ads. All right. 
it's good for you to know that Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home actually has two stores, both on Chicago Drive in Granville, Michigan. The main store slash showroom with all sorts of displays and finely dressed people asking if they can get you a drink. Would you like to sit down and look on the computer as how this is how your room is going to look when we put this flooring in? Oh, you don't like that flooring? No, we can go a different. You know, all those options are there. Okay. But then there's the bros in the discount outlet down the street from the main showroom. And your quest to find the perfect flooring, start there. Because that is the lowest price for flooring in Michigan. You're not going to be offered any beverages. You're just going to walk in. There's going to be a bunch of guys on forklifts saying, yeah, what do you need? You say, yeah, Eric Zane sent me. Shut up. Oh, okay. Get what you want. Meet you at the front. It's one of those deals. It's not quite like that, but you get the idea. Um. So everything's laid out. They buy it in bulk and put it into this enormous warehouse called the Discount Outlet. And it's priced super cheap because they buy a lot of it. They get it cheaper, price it cheaper. You pay less. On top of that, mention my name, Eric Zane. You save 10%. All right. Uh, That is Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. I'm sorry. Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet on Chicago Drive in Granville. If you want to find them online, just click on their logo at ericsaintshow.com or they're right behind the Little Caesars on Chicago Drive right there. You can't miss it. While I'm at it, A&E, heating and cooling for anything that you need with your, uh, well, those systems in your home. As we are in the dead of winter right now, you have a uh, after-hour service call. You can call on them, 616-516-8579 or a scheduled trip to repair something. You can do that as well. That's what I recommend. Or if you're doing a full new furnace install on uh, on your home or new construction, whatever it may be, call upon them, 616-516-8579 for A&E heating and cooling. And then before I take a break and check on the NFK, Blue Frost IT, online at bluefrostit.com, the managed IT service provider for this show. Okay, now, maybe you are the woman or you are the man in terms of, like, who's running the business. Or maybe you are working for the woman or working for the man. At some point, tech may be an issue. Either it's not functioning the way it's supposed to or it's old and shitty. That's where Blue Frost IT comes into play. So if you're the decision maker, you can just reach out at 616-285-50. Or if you are talking to the decision maker, the woman or the man, mention Blue Frost IT. Hey, Zane talks about this great um, project work company that can uh, fix anything or recommend all new equipment for us. Because if you just do it on your own, you're going to do it wrong. Uh, You're going to buy the wrong stuff. You're going to pay too much, too little, whatever. Not get enough computing power. When it comes to tech stuff, what I'm telling you is you must reach out to Blue Frost IT. 616-285-50 and mention your old pal Eric Zane. Okay. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to get a drink of water. I'm going to go tinkle and check on the NFK. Uh, pretend that nothing happened when I had to get in his grill about making sandwiches, not on a cutting board or a plate. 
Uh, I'll leave you with some Neil Young. No, I'm not. I'm not going to leave you with some Neil Young. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere, okay? All right. Uh, Dean says, hey, don't forget about Bosco's February 4th. So Friday, coming up Friday, uh, make the trip to Hudsonville, Michigan, and let's pack that place full of people. I want full COVID spreading. You cannot go unless you have COVID. I'm totally kidding. Uh, But I tongue-in-cheek always call them my super spreader events. February 4th, Bosco's Pub. Um, You're going to love the burgers. You're going to love the drinks. You're going to love the laughs. Uh, Thank you to all the people who have uh, said, hey, I'm coming. Thanks to Dean and Andrea for helping organize it. Oh, my God. That will be awesome. Friday, 4 p.m. I uh, just pop my head into the NFK. Go, hey, Kevin, how are you, buddy? You doing okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine, Eric. Yeah, thank you. So uh, he's doing good. You know, I, I did get a little annoyed with him. I didn't. I didn't raise my voice. I just said, Kevin, how many times do I have to tell you? That's what I said. How many times do I have to tell you? Put a plate down, because then I have to clean it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So he felt bad. So as long as I don't overreact, you see my concern at what, what I always do is I then tend to overreact. Now here's the, here's where we get, this is why I'm so afraid to bring this shit up. Um, shit like that, because if he responds poorly and gives me shit, then I start to get gout. I end up fucking going ghetto on him, and it turns into a shit show, you know? So that's why it's always weird, but I, it didn't. Thank God. I, it's the next step. Like if he had given me shit, will I then respond? Will I overreact or just kind of lay low? You know, Patriot Nick, uh, says he wants us to do a live stream of Bosco's pub. He wants to see Zaniacs in their natural habitat. It's a good idea. We'll do something for sure. Okay. Ah, plenty more to talk about. There is more Spotify drama. Now, there's a couple different layers to this. Mike Ball sent me an email, and he said, Spotify caved, kind of, uh, kind of. And I'm like, Okay, so like on various platforms, there's uh, there's rules, I guess. Like if you uh, break the rules on YouTube too much, like if you uh, if you are constantly spreading misinformation on YouTube, like if you say fake shit, they will shut you down. Um, I don't know what the policy on Twitch is. I'm not really concerned about it because that isn't really my game or bag to to do that. Um, and Facebook is there's similarly, if there, if you, you, you can actually get in trouble on the platform. There, there's rules in place to keep that from happening. So, um, in one sense, I understand because if a platform doesn't want that on there, they make a rule 
And then you either follow it or you don't. And if you don't, there are ramifications. And I don't have a problem with any of that. Okay? Uh, That being said, uh, that wasn't really in play when it comes to content on Spotify. Neil Young stepping out and saying, you know, it's either Rogan or me. Uh, While hilarious that Neil Young would do that, because it's fucking Neil Young. Who gives a shit? Um, That has kind of put things in motion now. Because now Spotify is has made rules that cover COVID-19 misinformation. Now, when there were no rules on there, and you know, and I don't, I don't know if Joe Rogan is. Uh, I, I don't listen enough to. I don't think he's like some of you crazy fucking uh, COVID deniers. I don't think he's like that. Uh, I think he, you know, when it comes to the ivermectin shit like that and throwing the. Sorry, my eye is bugging the shit out of me. That whole throwing the kitchen sink at it and all that crazy shit uh, that he suggests helps. Yes, that is misinformation. Uh, it's not true at all. It, it has it, it has no known effect on anything. And yet you idiots continue to uh, bang that fucking drum about it. If he wants to say that shit, I don't care. Uh, frankly, anybody who follows Joe Rogan's medical advice is a fucking moron who's going to end up a fucking Darwin Award candidate. So whatever. I don't give a shit. If you're that stupid that you follow the fucking advice of an idiot podcaster like this meathead, that's all right. Well, good luck with that. I'll just talk to my doc. You can talk to whoever you want. Um, So I don't give a shit that he does it. And I have a problem with people like Joe or uh, uh, Neil Young saying, yeah, yeah, you know, you better shut him up or else I'm leaving. And I'm very happy that Spotify said, well, then I guess you're leaving because Joe, Joe Rogan has a right to say whatever the fuck he wants on there. However, in my opinion, point Neil Young, because now Spotify has said, now we have rules. We have rules now about this because now more and more artists and I say artists, I put them in quotes because they're all losers who are now uh, uh, jumping on board this bandwagon and it's starting to look bad for other artists in air quotes who are not, uh, you know, siding with Neil Young. And so it's actually fucking working. What sounded like the stupidest thing in the world is actually having an effect now. Spotify has responded. Has responded to the criticism it has uh, regarding COVID-19 content. This is just yesterday. After all of these artists said they will leave the platform if it continues to host Joe Rogan. Um whose podcast has spread misleading and inaccurate claims about vaccines and the virus. I kind of wish Spotify would said, would say this. If, if they would just say, um, we are not going to get in the way of our hosts, uh, utilizing their second, uh, not second first amendment rights. We don't have a problem with them saying whatever the fuck they want. 
if they would just dig deep and do that, they would probably be better off. But now they've opened the door. And now you've empowered these assholes. And so now it's going to start to steamroll. You watch. This is good. This is slippery slope. And it's going to start to work because Spotify has fucked up and said, well, okay. And now they've established rules. They had a perfect opportunity to just say, yeah, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Uh, There was a story about how they lost a lot of market value. Uh, leading into the weekend, but that's going to happen when there's uncertainty in a in a in a publicly traded uh, a platform like this. At least I think it's publicly traded. I guess I don't know, but I did hear the story that they lost a bunch of market value or a lot of uh, worth. I guess whatever. Uh, now Spotify has added a content advisory to any podcast episode that includes discussion about COVID nineteen. The advisory will direct listeners to a COVID-19 hub that will include links to trusted sources, the company said. Oh, yeah. So now uh, when Joe Rogan says, yeah, I want you to eat horse paste to cure uh, your fucking COVID, uh, there's going to be a warning that shows up and says, no, you got it. You got it. Like like anybody's going to do that, you know? So that's not going to help in any way. That's not going to make anybody. I mean, has anybody who's seen that warning on Facebook when you dumb shits post your uh, anti-vax shit. Ha- have any of you said, oh, I better go look at what uh, Facebook has to say. I better go to the Facebook hub uh, because some dumb shit told me uh, that uh, if I, uh, you know, uh, eat fucking hot peppers, I'm going to I'm going to be cured of covid. No, doesn't matter. Doesn't do anything. But it is opening up the door. Um. In my opinion, Spotify eventually may have to start censoring shit on people now, which they can. It's their platform, but I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, I don't know if that's the way of of the world of how it should be. We 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 should be able to say whatever the fuck we want, you know. Um, Spotify will also, for the first time, publicly post its long-standing platform rules which were originally developed by its internal team and no one really knew about. These are rules of the road to guide all of our creators from those who work with ex- we work with exclusively to those who work is shared across multiple platforms. That would be me. So if I w- decided to say that COVID is fake, am I going to get a warning? No, because nobody gives a shit about your old pal Eric Z. The growing list of musicians and personalities calling out Spotify follows Neil Young and then Joni Mitchell. She was another one. Joni Mitchell came out over the weekend asking for their music to be removed from the platform. Now, you know, honestly, it isn't about these artists getting their shit removed because no one really cares about these artists. No one. Okay. Um, But now what they're doing is with more and more people jumping on board, it's putting the pressure on other artists who might be more, um, uh, I guess, responsibly minded about this, who have, because I agree with uh, the opinion of uh, vaccination of, I agree with them. I think Rogan is spreading disinformation. And I also agree with Joni Mitchell and Neil Young that, hey, we, we need to fucking get on board and get vaccinated. I agree with that. But this isn't the way to get it done. 
The fact that they give Joe Rogan so much credit that he is changing minds. He's not changing minds. These people's minds were made long ago. Okay? There's no one listening to Joe Rogan who's on the fence about this and might just uh, start to think like Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan fucking expresses it. It, it, it. That's impossible. He's too stupid of an individual. No one's that stupid, right? Your minds are already made up in a stupid way. You've been stupid for much longer. You, you get what I'm saying? It's become clear to me that we have an obligation to do more to provide balance and access to widely accepted information from the medical and scientific communities guiding us through the unprecedented time, said uh, Spotify bigwig Daniel Eck. Uh Uh-oh, but wait a minute. New player. Legendary E Street band and crazy horse guitarist Nils Lofgren is now saying, take my music off of there. Okay. It was one thing for Neil Young to say it, but I can't live without Nils Lofgren's music not being on Spotify. I just can't. Okay. Now here's the thing. E street band guitarist. So now that, the spotlight is shining firmly on Mr. Woke Bruce Springsteen, who has the option of either joining Nils Lofgren or this, I guess this would be hypocritical on his part, right? Now we're talking about Springsteen. Springsteen's going to be like, well, Nils, I don't know. I don't know, Nils, if we can do that. Uh, because... You know, it's Springsteen. Is he is he gonna budge on this? I can guarantee you he's hearing it now. If his guitarist breaks, boy. I mean, nobody gives a shit about the music of Nils Lofgren. None of you fuck, if I opened up the window and screamed as loud as I could, uh, more people would hear me screaming than have listened to Nils Lofgren's music in the last 25 years. Come on. It's Nils Lofgren. Show of hands, who's heard of Nils Lofgren? I've heard of Nils Lofgren. I shook his hand at the uh, at Boardwalk Hall or Convention Hall in Asbury Park during the infamous Springsteen Today Show incident. Um... Nils says, um, actually, Nils encourages all musicians, artists, and music lovers to cut ties with the platform to support healthcare professionals. I have not yet heard anybody telling me, Eric Zane, to get off Spotify. I'm, I'm going to stay on Spotify. I'm not going to lie to you. Spotify is awesome, and I will continue to get my music there. And I... I'm not an anti-vaxxer like you idiots, okay? But I'll be damned if I'm going to shut down my Spotify. Kiss my ass. When these heroic men and women who've spent their lives healing and saving ours cry out for help, you don't turn your back on them for money and power. Nils, you're overstating it. That is ridiculous. 
Lofgren and his wife Amy said in a statement, you listen and stand with them. A spokesman, spokesperson for Archwell, the foundation run by Britain's Prince Harry and Meghan, Duchess of Sussex, said the couple have expressed concern to Spotify over COVID-19 misinformation. Will that change their mind? No. They'll keep, they're going to, this is a huge deal that they're about to sign with Spotify. By the way, who the fuck listens to that podcast? Jesus. We look to Spotify to meet this moment and are committed to continuing our work together as it does. The spokesperson added the statement did not specifically mention Rogan's show and Brene Brown, who is behind unlocking us and dare to lead. What? Tweeted Saturday that she will not be releasing any podcast until further notice. Oh, wow. Jesus. I can't believe they even added Brene Brown is uh, deciding to take a stand. Uh, The article says, is banning the spreaders of misinformation effective? On Sunday's Reliable Sources, which is a show on CNN, CNN's chief media correspondent, Brian uh, Stelter, asked if there should be a more realistic way to approach this whack-a-mole of bans. Culture writer Kate Rosenfeld compared Rogan to a weed that sprang up outside the mainstream media. Even if the host is deplatformed, she said his fans will still listen to him. And there wouldn't be a dent in the spread of his messaging. And those fans still wouldn't trust mainstream news sources. Yes, of course. The the battle lines have been drawn. Just cutting out people's livelihood. First of all, that's not really going to hurt Joe Rogan. It's just going to further divide us as a country. I mean, you're you're, you're letting the uh, fucking Constitution get in the way of this fucking witch hunt. Knock it the fuck off. The Rogan Experience is currently the most popular podcast in the United States and the United Kingdom on Spotify. People are fundamentally angry about not being able to stop his audience from wanting news that is bad for them. Well, let them have bad news. Who gives a shit? They love it. They love uh, talking about it. It's, It's enough. Okay, enough. I have had enough. Joe Rogan should be allowed to say whatever the fuck he wants. I'll even go so far as to say, bring Alex Jones back at this point. I hate the fucker. I'm glad he got deplatformed, but I, I, enough. Enough with the deplatforming. Shut the fuck up. Spotify needs to grow a fucking pair and defend this man and his livelihood. This is absolute bullshit. And for all these fucking woke musicians, they're going to sit there and ban Spotify. This is as bad as fucking burning books, in my opinion. This is all horseshit. Fuck that. And I've, uh, at the end of the day, I've put on Joe Rogan and been entertained. I don't believe a fucking word of what he says. It's all stupid and he's a fucking moron. But anybody who believes that listens to that and says, boy, my doctor is Joe Rogan and his QAnon physicians is an asshole. You're a stupid individual. You got to know what is entertainment and quit blurring, blurring the lines in your own uh, clouded brain as to what is right and wrong. Jesus. All right. Melissa says, kind of like listening to you. You see, that's perfect. 
that is an absolute perfect example of, of what I'm getting at. She's like, yeah, I listen to Eric Zane, but he's 1 million percent wrong. He's a stupid idiot. He's a fucking jackass. And I would expect, yes, that is perfect. It's a great example. And what I would expect from a local floozy anti-vax woman. I had a conversation with Stu the other day. He goes, how do you keep growing your audience? I said, well, I don't mince words. I, I give them exact, they know what to expect of me. And I don't, I don't uh, dance around it. They know they're going to get a hard and fast opinion about whatever the fuck I'm talking about. And uh, I have uh, destroyed some of my audience. Some of these folks actually left because they just can't take it. And that's good. I don't give a shit. It's important that they make the appropriate decision for what's, uh, what is, uh, you know, what, what they need. I did a little remodeling. I went in and tore it down a little bit. I decided long ago, I'm not going to sit here and dance around how I feel and avoid issues and avoid things that I want to talk about. And you either take it or you leave it. It is the simplest way to be successful because at the end of this show, you all know what to expect. And when I say something, some of you might agree with it. Some of you might disagree with it. And that will inevitably at some point during the show, it'll flip flop. People that agreed with me early in the show will later on disagree with my current stance about whatever the fuck it is I'm talking about. Okay. At the end of the day, I love you. I don't hate any of you. I don't dislike any of you. I love you. Um, I would never want any of you to be uh, hurt. I would want you to be uh, disenfranchised. My mic just started acting up. Hang on. I would, I would want you to be upset with me based on my opinions. I would expect that, but I also want you to laugh. Uh-oh. We might have a mic cord with a short in it. That's not good. All right. Don't touch it, Eric. Right in my rant. Uh, CMG Madden player for life. The Reverend Rowdy Ron says, Eric Zane live for Twitch partner. Okay. This is killing me. Hold on. You hear that crackle? That is not good. Uh-oh. Oh, I think I think we're good now. Nick says, meh, your opinions are your own, Eric. I respect that you put it out there and are willing to poke tongue-in-cheek at others. Thank you, buddy. All right. Whew. That scared me for a second there when that mic cord started acting up. Jesus. All right. Um, I love this next story, and it comes from one of my old stomping grounds. The community of Halls, just outside of Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, there's... Uh, Part of this story that pissed me off, uh, th this centers around uh, a, a young high school senior who uh, is playing basketball 
for the local high school team. It's uh, senior night for the local high school basketball team. And young Maddox Shields has been told, hey, Maddox, you're in the starting lineup. And, well, Maddox just lost his shit and couldn't believe it. And uh, here you go. This is Maddox right here. Uh, The young man has Down syndrome. This is one of these stories that you just love to see. And uh, here he is right here. If you can uh, check it out, he he gets the start and he's dribbling down the court. And look at that. Makes the layup and uh, the crowd goes crazy. They got him in the game. Yeah, I know. This is one of those things where... um, um, you know, it's kind of like, uh, he hasn't played the whole year, but they, uh, they, they let him in, you know, they, uh, they, they let the kid play. And I oftentimes wonder because, you know, sometimes people with down syndrome are extremely high functioning and I'm just sometimes concerned that when they do that, if the kid really wanted to have some fun, if he was aware that that this is happening on the fuzzy feel good moment, but he's not about it. Like he's like, yeah, I, I, I get it. You're, you're letting me score a bucket or you're letting me score a touchdown. I want one of these kids and one of these to actually be offended, but not show it until he actually scores the basket. And then like um, drop his pants and spread his ass cheeks and show his asshole to the crowd and say, yeah, thanks for fucking not even defending me. You assholes. And that's kind of what Nick is saying. He's saying, I'm torn by this shit. On one hand, I'm sure it's an ego boost. And on the other, it's like mocking them. I don't know if it's mocking them, but something feels just a little bit, a little bit wonky about it. Um, I think it might be, I think we need to see like the, them stardom the whole year, like put them in. And just have them like really like, and they don't, you know, let them score. They like, he goes up for a layup and some seven foot black guy blocks the shot so bad. It actually hits his face and his head comes off, you know, like, like that. I mean, really let him get into the game. And, uh, yeah, but I mean, that'll probably never happen. You know, like swat the shot so far, it goes through the far wall, you know? And then he's like, you know, or he, he dunks on him or something like that. He's hanging from the rim and he kicks him in the face. Uh, Nick adds, it feels like mocking that they pretend to play and let him score. Correct. That's, uh, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I think what you're dealing with is the mom and dad are told ahead of time, hey, we're not going to defend him. Would he have the realization? How would he handle that? I think you need a, a lot of communication with the parents. And basically what it boils down to, is he going to feel humiliated by this if we do this? And the parents would say either yes or no. Yes, he would feel badly about that because he hasn't gotten dick for playing time. Uh, so that, that might be a little weird and he might whip out his dick and shouldn't be pissed off about us. So I think it's up to the mom and dad, or 
if the kid is to a level, his cognitive ability is like he's going to think he's fucking Michael Jordan, then you go with it, you know? I think it's all based on the, the, the conversation that you have with mom and dad. Because if the kid is going to feel... I know I've never once seen any of these people that have a uh, cognitive... Uh, well, I'm trying to figure out how to say this appropriately. That are... Uh, I, I hate the word impaired. That have the cognitive abilities of this young man. You know, will this work? In this case, it did. The kid loved it. I haven't yet gotten to the sideways part of this story. It's all good. Before Friday night's game against Anderson County, Halls High School boys basketball coach Clint Sharp pulled senior team manager Maddox Shields to the center of the locker room. Now, this is a quote, and if you've seen Peanut Butter Falcon, you know this. What do seniors do on senior night? Sharp asked, the coach asked uh, Maddox, and he said, party. Maddox replied. Sharp laughed, then broke the news. They also start. Now, if you've seen that film, Peanut Butter Falcon, that is an underrated film. Oh, my God. Shia LaBeouf and this kid who has Down syndrome. I don't know his name. Dude, this, you will uh, um, face in your hands sob. It is that moving. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. It is so good. Uh, Maddox, who has Down syndrome. That's where that came from. Party! Maddox, who has Down syndrome has been the team's manager for four years. His mother, Tina, said she had no idea where he got his passion for basketball. He isn't an NBA or a college basketball fan. He just loves to play. All right. Um, he literally woke up one day and was like, I, I love basketball, Tina said. We were like, where did this come from? Because none of us are basketball people. He, he likes to dribble. He shoots about 60 layups every practice. He just loves being part of it. He went to a middle school nearby called Powell Middle School. I actually know where the school is from my time there. His first experience... Oh, shit. I just fucked everything up. His first experience as team manager was there. But it wasn't what the family hoped. Maddox was not allowed to travel to away games. Or he wasn't allowed to attend practices. And he wasn't allowed to join the team in the locker room. And my, my question is... Why? <laughs> what happened at the middle school level? What the fuck? So when he's at the middle school level, they won't let him go on the road. Uh, he cannot go to the practices and he cannot go to, he cannot be in the locker room. So that's fucking bullshit. Why? That should have been a news story years ago. Why is this middle school being assholes to the poor kid? who well, all he wants to do is fill up the water bottle and be the ball boy and shit like that and say, go team, and this fucking middle school won't let him do that? Jesus. Well, at the high school level, it was a different story. Uh, Maddox is included in everything. Sharing pizza in the locker room to game day warm-ups 
His favorite days are late practices because he comes straight from class and goes to the locker room and hangs out with all the guys and then goes to practice. He would be here all the time if he could. The boys have just embraced him and they love him and you can see it in the way they treat him. Um, so senior Luke Simpson said the first, they first had the idea for Maddox to play on senior night during his, their sophomore year. He said the team loved spending time with him and they wanted to give him a special moment to remember. So that's just awesome. All, it all worked out. It was, it was good. Uh, Anderson County scored the first uh, points of the game. And then they, you know, they, you, you saw, they kind of let him do his thing. Uh, you know, I this all brings back that moment of the the, the one kid who had autism, um, J- Jason McElwain, who's like a middle aged dude right now. It makes me feel really old. And the fact that oh, they did the same thing for him on senior night, and then the coach is like, I can't believe it because he 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 sank like a million three pointers in a row. That still, that really resonates with me. As uh, seriously. Uh, one of the greatest sports moments that has ever taken place. This, this, they, and, and if you're the coach, you're kicking yourself because the secret weapon that what they didn't actually let him shoot. They, they actually let him. They, they guarded him, and he was unconscious. He was just boom, 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 nailing the three pointers, and the coach was like, "Oh fuck, I suck shit. I should have known he was great. What a, what a scoring run." I think he like works for the school now. He's an assistant coach. Gets tons of pussy. Not sure about that, but that was a good story. I'm glad that uh, that that worked out. That they uh, that that they let them do their thing. But how about the fucking middle school? No, we don't want your kind in the locker room. Get out of here! All right, where are we? Oh my god, I cannot wait to uh, for the next couple of things. Oh. It's a real great show and tell that you need to see. Uh, boy, the show's getting long, too. Uh, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. Thank you to Mario for being part of it. If you're in the market for a mortgage, refi, uh, first loan for your first home, great credit, poor credit, does not matter. The only thing that's a problem is if you live in South Carolina, Maine, Hawaii, or Alaska. Other than that, Mario can help you. No matter where you are, reach out. Mention my name, 231, excuse me, 332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Thank you. Hang on. Okay. Horizon Hydroponics. If you're growing anything... This is who you need to call upon. H-O-R-I-Z-E-N hydroponics.com. They have all the products you need for an amazing growing season, which is pretty much year round. Right now you're getting after a new growth that uh, as soon as Mother's Day hits, you're going to put in the ground and you already have four foot tall plants. So there you go. Uh, they've been at this selling uh, these amazing products and giving great advice since before it was cool. But uh, they will send it anywhere in the uh, in the U.S. for free if your order is over $250. I recommend buying it online, whether you're having it shipped to you or whether you're picking it up, because you use the coupon code ZANESHOW at checkout online and you will save 10%. Thank you. Horizon Hydroponics.
Okay. And then, of course, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, 616-532-6600. That's E as in Eric, R as in Ron, Vines, E-R, Vines, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, 616-532-6600. Keep your car running excellent. Keep it on the road. Any preventative maintenance or if there's an issue that kind of uh, there's a rattle or a hum or something you don't like, take it to Irvine's. In addition to getting your vehicle repaired, they do a full inspection on the vehicle and tell you what other things are. Hey, this is urgent. You should take care of this. This, you can kick this can down the road, whether you're going to need to get this fixed. They take care of all that stuff. All right. You can also rent a car from them and uh, that is free. I shouldn't even say you're renting it. It's a free rental. Uh, I guess you can use one of their cars to get you to and from work while yours is being repaired. 616-532-6600 for Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Hello, Ben Weller. I don't know where I am or how I got here, he says. What the hell are you talking about? Welcome back, Ben. Okay. I was uh, checking out the Anthony Cumia show from uh, Wednesday of last week, which I owe them a new show, which I have to get done. Um, My deal with them is the simplest, and I love it. Because it's like, yeah, just let me do a show on your platform. And uh, the amount of, uh, what do you call it? People that, pay attention to my podcast after those shows is through the roof. It is so beneficial to be part of Anthony Cumia's network. I go, I don't even want any money because as soon as money gets involved, it gets weird. And then, you know, there's pressure and I don't like pressure. So let me just do the show. And then you pay me by putting it on hosting. You sure? Yes, that's what I want to do. I'm not I will if you gave me money, I'd give it back to you. It's too beneficial for me. And again, shit always gets weird and I don't like pressure when people there's like a party involved. Yeah, we're going to pay you for the, your show. Ugh, god. No. Fuck it. I'll just do it. Takes an hour. If they enjoy it, they enjoy it. If they don't, they don't. Then I don't have to worry about it. But while enjoying Anthony's show, which I cannot stand when he does uh, fucking uh, Trump rants and anti-vax rants, drive me up a wall. Fuck. Uh, he showed a video that I couldn't wait to take a look at. And before I show it to you, I need to explain this to you. Uh if you were to search on Snopes, and I don't want you to do it right now. I want you to listen. Is an orangutan actually orangutan? Do you say orangutan or orangutan? A giant monkey actually driving a golf cart. I guess this came to light back in 2021. Stephen Colbert showed it. Of an orangutan driving a fucking golf cart. It's like, hmm, is that real? It's always everybody's first question. This is real. It's true. 
according to Snopes. Actually, um, not in 2021. The, uh, the video's been online since 2021, but it was January 2022 when Colbert uh, showed the video. So this past month that showed an orangutan driving a golf cart. It's been online since, since September of last year. It was taken in Dubai at the Menagerie, a collection of wild animals kept in captivity for exhibition by Sheikha Fatima Rashid Al-Maktoum, the daughter of Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al-Maktoum, the Prime Minister of the United Arab Emirates. So super wealthy daughter. Has her own enormous petting zoo. And they got this orangutan. It's a female named Rambo. And from a very young age, they started to put it behind the wheel of like a little tyke's truck uh, or one of those battery-powered ones you buy your kids. And then they slowly worked their way up. And now they're so fucking rich, they actually have sport cars that this thing drives in one video. I mean, and I'll show you that in a second. But first, this is the video that caught my attention. And this thing legit, it's not on a track. It has no one with it. In fact, in one video, it rides around with a dog seated next to it in in the golf cart. And, oh, my God, I love this so much. Hang on. I'll have it for you in a second. This is the video. I especially like how the left arm is hanging on to the inside of the golf cart roof. And he's driving with one hand. He already drives better than Jackie. And look at him. He takes the turn. <laughs> look at this guy. I sat and just watched this thing for four and a half minutes. He's got the breeze going through his fur. <laughs> he's so enjoyed himself. This is fucking ridiculous. Okay. You notice he t he, he'll he turn the wheel and then he'll let go of the wheel as it, you know, because he knows it's going to come back on its own like power steering does. He doesn't like hang onto the wheel like all awkwardly. By the way, who the f Somebody wrote, is that Kenny? That is bullshit. You cannot. That is ridiculous. Okay. I, I cannot get behind that, you assholes. Uh, it is a girl named Rambo. That is a girl orangutan, a female orangutan, and her name is Rambo. They gave her the name Rambo. Oh, my God. I can't get enough of this. Look at that giant building. You recognize that building in the background. You see this on all the uh, Google Maps views of uh, of that part of the country, of that, or that part of the world. That, that historic is, I don't know if that's the Burj Khalifa. Uh, I, I don't think it is, but it is a, uh, I've seen that building before. Look at him. <laughs> Look at, he slows down. He's got his foot on the gas. Look at. <laughs> My God. I don't know. Look at the arm goes back up. He's like, oh yeah. <clears throat> um. 
So now, if you're just listening to the audio podcast, all you're hearing is a weird fucking noise. You don't know what's going on. This is another reason why you need to be following me on Twitch. But you, you need to you need to check it out. Look on the links of the po- audio podcast. You can click on the show notes, and it'll it'll go right to this. But he just sits there and drives, or she just sits there and drives around all fucking day. Watch this. Watch this. You're going to see him drive by the tiger cage. Or her. I keep saying him. It's not a him. It's a her. At first, I thought it was a video of a, of a orangutan on a golf course. But that wouldn't make sense. Why would an orangutan be on a golf course? No. This is on some super rich chick's property. This is what Tiger King should have been. I got to get to where the damn monkey is. Or the uh, tiger. Sorry, I'm getting I'm getting bogged down in the details here. All right, there it is. <laughs> he goes by the tiger, and he's looking at the tiger, okay? He's looking to the left. The arm is up, that one hand on the steering wheel, and he sees the tiger. And you know he's thinking, hey, fuck you, tiger. You running around on all fours. I'm on a GD golf cart. Look at Fuck you, tiger. Fuck off. Suck my dick, tiger. <laughs> fuck you, tiger. You asshole. <laughs> He's smiling. She's smiling. I've called her a he about 8 million times. Okay. So there you go. You need to share that with as many people as you can. The world needs to see this. Okay, I'm gonna actually put it on the uh, on the stream for you. Radio voice Linda says, "I wish that she would have waved at the tiger." Well, that would have been spectacular. Anthony was talking about it. I don't want to steal his joke, but his joke was, so I'll just say what he said. He goes uh, about how he was making the point about how smart or- smart orangutans are, and he goes, "Yeah, I yeah, put a dog behind the fucking wheel. A dog dogs are stupid. There's no way a dog would ever fucking do that." Um, all right. Uh, I want to show you this too. Um, this video as well. This is a video made by the place is called an Anamelia. And I guess it's open to the public. There you go. This is, uh, Oh fuck. Hang on. Stupid ad. Holy shit. That's that's the orangutan as a baby. See? Growing up, I've had many different hobbies. One of my favorite pastimes is driving. I will admit that <laughs> when I was young, I wasn't always that safe. And it did take me a bit of time. Already drives better than Tiger Woods. To get the hang of it. <laughs> but I have improved a lot. By the way, I'm joking about his his uh, driving ability only. Uh, this that is a joke only about driving ability. Make sure everybody knows that. 
and now love cruising all around my place on all types of vehicles. Can you imagine being so fucking rich that you, you, you've got all of this shit for an orangutan, okay? That, that little tykes is worth all of my fu- is worth more than all of my cars. In the Look morning. at She's driving around fully clothed with a fucking dog. Holy shit. Me and my friend Blue love to take a spin in my golf cart, checking all the animals are safe and sound. Wow. My latest favorite is this cool white sports car. Okay. Okay. Now, I think that that is actually a life-size car that this... That's a real car, right? Holy shit. These people have so much money, they're buying high-end sports cars for the fucking orangutan. My latest favorite is this cool white sports car. It's compact. That's a Porsche. And girly. Isn't it? It is. And I absolutely love it. But when okay, I... Okay, now they, they didn't show her actually driving that one, but she did start it. Something with a bit more muscle. I use my 4x4 truck. Okay, she's driving a fucking 4x4. It's great for... Off- that arm hanging up. She's always hanging on to the fucking oh shit bar. Roading. And pretty speedy, too. (laughs) Okay. I am a dedicated athlete. All right. Enough. Enough. I just can't take it. Someone get the monkey some truck nuts. Yeah? The way she leans. Absolutely awesome. All right. I'll link that up. You can check that out. I think I'm going to wrap this up. You got to end there, right? Seriously. Okay, be thinking of the asshole of the day. Uh, your suggestions, Eric at Eric's. Not, no, I'm sorry. Don't do it there. Do it on the uh, Twitch live chat. That would be awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, before we do that, though, tag accounting. 616-301-9516. Get your taxes done by Troy Ginzer, certified public accountant anywhere in the U.S. You're going to upload all your important information via the online portal. 616-301-9516. Please mention me. Please do this as opposed to doing it yourself, going to H&R shit or whatever. No, 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 no. Please do it this way because, first of all, it's a sponsor and it means the world to me. It is extremely important that you engage the sponsors. And this is the one time of the year that he markets and it's very, very important. 616-301-9516. Don't do it yourself because you don't know all the laws and all the changes that are happening rapidly from uh, uh, one tax year to the next. Uh, Also, things like getting cash from the government. You might have to pay that back. Uh, You got to be aware of these things. 616-301-9516. Have a certified public accountant in your corner. When you reach out, either PJ or Barb will answer the phone, talk to them, say, I'm an Eric Zane Show podcast listener, and I want Troy to do my taxes. Please, please, please. 616-301-9516. All the information you need that you may have missed here is available at tagcpa.net. Frank the Tank Fuss, when it comes to insurance, specifically 
Medicare, specifically buying insurance in the marketplace, life insurance policies, supplemental policies. That's what I want to touch on. You work, you got your employer uh, paid for insurance and you think, oh, hey, I'm covered. I don't have to worry about this. Um, They usually stink. Your employer doesn't want to spend money on you. So they're going to go as inexpensive as possible, okay, To so that they have to pay the least amount of money, and you're still paying for some of it, you know, actually in some cases a lot of it. And then you're like, well, fuck. I mean, when my deductible is met, when my deductible is met, then I have to pay 20% of any medical costs? Ugh. That can be a disaster, okay? You think, oh, yeah, I got full coverage. Yeah, okay, well, you are buying it, and... uh. You kind of do because with those weirdo percentages, even 10% can uh, really, really put the squeeze on you. Holy shit. Out-of-pocket costs would be devastating. Spend a small amount of money and get an additional supplemental policy to fill in those gaps. That's why when they say to you, do you have supplemental insurance? You're like, no, I, I don't need that. I've got workplace insurance. Oh, okay. And they're like, oh, fuck, this guy's dead. It's going to be bankrupt. Call Frank, 616-914-4070. Call or text 616-914-4070 and mention your old pal Eric Zane. That's all you need to do. All right. He'll take care of the rest. And then finally, Friday, Bosco's Pub. I want that place so full. If you are on Zaniacs United, there's an event announcement. Yes, no, maybe. I'm going. You know, one of those deals. Uh, let us know. We want a head count. Or you can drop me a line, eric at ericzaneshow.com, however you like. I just want to know how many are coming so I can tell Doug over there. Doug, while you're putting on today's Zubaz pants, will you please make sure that we've got the required number of employees for this amazing event. All right. That's what, uh, that's what we're going to do. That is Friday night for Friday evening, 4 PM afternoon slash evening. Uh, all right. That's going to do it. Tarantula farmer says asshole today, Eric Zane for not wearing his paintball Jersey during the podcast. Wait a minute. Why would I do that? That's a paintball jersey. It's not a podcast jersey. That's a stupid suggestion. Duchess of New Jersey says, asshole of the day, Diana, oh, for leaving Eric to relax and drink in Los Angeles. Didn't she go to Florida a couple of months ago too? I think she did. I wonder if she's up right now. It's uh, 7.20 right now in California. Maybe we can bring her in here and get to the bottom of this. Uh, I keep getting pictures. She's at the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She was uh, stalking uh, famous people. Uh, no, I went right, right to voicemail. Maybe Tacky's there. We're probably out night out all night drinking, having sex with random men. Come on, Jackie. Don't leave me hanging. 
Diane had her phone on Do Not Disturb. Hello? Hey, I want you to wake Mom up. Mom is up. Oh, she is? Yeah. Oh, good, because I called, and it went right to voicemail. Dad called you, and it went right to voicemail, Mom. Throw your phone over to Mom. Okay, here she is. Hello? Hey, I called you. Is that do not disturb? It's seven o'clock here. Yeah, I know. Sleeping. Yeah, I know. Everybody wants me to wake you up. Oh, everybody's sleeping. Uh, so one of the audience members said that Diana is a nomination for asshole of the day for leaving me and going to relax and drink and have sex with strange men in Los Angeles. Mm. You nominate for asshole of the day. I, uh, I don't know if all of that is true, but okay. So, do you, do you have any any other rebuttal? Uh, yeah, you said I could go, and it was part of my birthday present. So well, I don't have a problem with it. Screw everybody. Yeah, I agree with you. Go ahead. Have a good time. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, what the hell is wrong with them? I don't know. They're a bunch of assholes. They're all, well, they're all troublemakers. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so now... Um, so I, I wanted to also run by you the, uh, is the love bucket full of Pooh Bear points? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So I, it would, I would, what about now? Okay. Let's say I do something rude. Have I got enough Pooh Bear points that it will take something rude, like several things wrong before even I start to deplete them? It depends on how rude it is. Okay. So if it's just a minor thing, you won't even... Uh, threaten to take take away Pooh Bear points. Right. Okay. What did yeah. you What did you think about the L.A. Rams uh, winning and going to the Super Bowl? Oh my God, it was so awesome, especially being here and we were sitting in the bar of the hotel and everybody's going nuts except for the yeah the one 49er, guy. except for the Forty Nine er fans who were flipping off the TV and yeah. screaming. Yeah. Well, I admit, I, I, I didn't. I wanted uh, San Francisco to win, but I'm glad that Stafford is in the Super Bowl. I really am. You know, why, would, why did you want the 49ers to win? Well, I like the idea of a team that was really had no business being in there. They were like one of the shittiest teams in there. Oh, yeah. And and them putting it all together in the playoffs and like uh, winning on the road everywhere. I, I, I kind of I'm, I'm kind of a root for the underdog type of guy in a yeah, lot of cases. Um, and but then I realized that uh, they, they didn't have a chance because uh, they the, the, the Rams just kicked ass in the fourth quarter. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try and find me a Los Angeles Rams uh, sweatshirt today. Oh, wow. Hey, get can you get me one? Can you get me a hoodie? Uh, it, No, you just said you didn't want the Rams to win, so why would I get you one? No, I want one now. Oh, okay. I want one now. One. I will. I will get you one if we find them. Me and Alyssa are on a mission, but we got to find them first. Okay. All right. I, okay. I, I might. I don't know if I need a medium or a large. Uh, we can see what yeah, I'll, I'll, like. I'm wearing the, the Lions one right now. I'll check what that one is. That one's perfect size. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so when do you leave to go to the Ellen Show? Um, we're going to leave the hotel about 11, LA time. Okay, and then you got to drive to, is it Burbank? Is that right? Yeah, it's only, yeah according to map, uh, Google Maps or whatever the hell, it's only like 35 minutes away, 30 minutes away. All right. We want to get them plenty of time because we have to show our Vax card. We have to show our our negative COVID test. We have to get in line. Oh, yeah, they're serious. Okay. Yeah, they are. 
So, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, enjoy. I've been sending you nice pictures, too, you know, like, you know, the Capitol building and John Lennon star and the Walk of Fame. Capitol record. You guys stocked out Dwayne Johnson's house. I saw that. Yep, we stocked that. Well, not intentionally. We didn't know it was his house. We were just at, up going up towards the observatory thing, and some girl told yeah. us that. That, that was his house because she learned it on a bus tour. Or something. I, I cannot believe you guys are sidestepping a visit to see my people in Glendale. Yeah, well, we maybe go there after the Ellen show. You need to go to Rafi's, man. I'm telling you. No, I'm not going there and spending $30 on a meal. What? Yeah, fucking go. It's a once in a lifetime. It's an Armenian restaurant, for God's sake. In, in, at, the all the workers are Armenian. The customers are Armenian. The guy who parks your car is full of Armenians. You you must go. Okay, I live with an Armenian. I don't need to go visit. More you Armenians. haven't eaten food like this before. It's incredible. Sherry's very picky. She likes like steak and chicken, and that's about it. Yeah, they have that. Okay. This is bullshit. I you know I I want you to experience one thing. Okay, we will try. All right. That's a lie. Right. You're not going to try. Okay. Okay, I love you. I love you too. Okay, see ya. Say bye. Let me try Simonson again. All right. Now I just hung up. He's letting it go right to hang up. He has his phone set up that if you call, it just hangs up on you. Everybody should call 866-838-HUGE today when his show is on from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. and bust his balls about this. Uh, Kyle says, quote, we will try, love you, translation, hanging up, going to bed, and not doing what you wanted. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Let's... uh commence with the asshole of the day who is it going to be um okay kevin shit his pants the doc was very dismissive very serious surgery uh amazing specifics about his spine being bondoed together madison is a compliant patient queen of the forest is jet setting cdl exam happens today at two did i work on the basement eh, kind of saw the end of this great world war ii documentary started walking watching ozark paintball was intense Beth took one right on the neck. Looked like she got an amazing hickey. Uh, Bengals win. Rams win. Spotify drama. All the big hitters, not really, are taking their music off Spotify. By the way, I saw the one joke that uh, um, Nickelback has threatened to keep their music on Spotify unless if they take Joe Rogan off. Was great. Very funny. Uh, school down syndrome kid story. That was spectacular. Monkey driving the golf cart. Queen of the forest. Who is the asshole of the day? Um, tough to say here. Uh, the guy who filled his bladder full of uh, insulation foam was the asshole of the day on Friday. Hmm. Asshole of the day today. Okay. Writing. Wow. 
for thinking that people actually give a shit about his music being on Spotify. Nils Lofgren. What an asshole thing to say or do. You know, if you were the only guy on Spotify, if everyone that has ever been on Spotify left Spotify and you were the only guy on it, no one would know who you are still. What the fuck? Nils Lofgren says, I'm joining the fight. Shut up, Nils. (laughs) What the fuck? Ridiculous. All right. Uh, What loser rocker is going to leave today? I wonder. By the way, Peter Frampton is out. Uh, Joni, was it Joni Mitchell? I don't give a fuck who she is. Neil Young and now Nils Lofgren. What a who's who of who cares. I will say that the album Frampton Comes Alive is arguably one of the greatest live albums of all time. Do you feel like I do live when he does it? He's doing that thing, that mouthy thing when he's uh, playing guitar. I always loved that, that weirdo mouthy thing. There's like a tube coming out right next to the microphone and then they make that amazing noise. It's not quite the same. All right. There you go. That's the show. Tomorrow, when I get done with this show, I'll be doing Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia at this exact time, 1030. So I'll be getting done around 10 a.m. for the free podcast, in theory. Unless if I dilly-dally. Jimmy Stinson from Portland, Maine, is going to be taking on Dale in trivia. Okay. Well, I think that's it, folks. I think that is it. Have a good rest of your day. I'm going to send you over to uh, Reverend Rowdy Ron. Get online, Ron. There you go, Kate. That's your asshole today. Nils Lofgren. And I'll talk to you folks on the Patreon. Thanks again for being part of this one. Until next time, bye-bye.